Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Kendra. And Nicole. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. You guys, I am so tongue twisted today. I don't (laughs) know why. (laughs) It took me like three tries to do this intro. But anyway. We're here. We're here. Thank you guys for listening and joining us for another episode. We hope that you guys subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and also leave us a five-star rating and review. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at somebody's mama pie. Okay, I got through it. (laughs) Yeah, you made it. We here. Right. All right. So Nicole, how was your week? So this past week, was a lot of fun it was super hot outside so uh we kicked off the week a lot inside doing uh uno playing uno oh nice (laughs) and it's getting real competitive okay real competitive at my (laughs) house with uno (laughs) um so we did we've been doing a lot of uno we've been doing tennis at night once it cools down Mm -hmm. we did a water day with kendra yes that was so much fun so much fun and um we also did oh on friday i went out to drinks with a friend and that was a lot of fun we got to catch up and then over the weekend i got a hair appointment and then i got a headache oh man after your hair appointment (laughs) no like the next day Uh i i was trying to be cute right like you know when you just get your hair done you want to be able to um wrap it at night right right well, I got a really sensitive neck. Like my neck is really sensitive. Like even if you touch it the wrong way, mm-hmm. um, I could instantly get a headache. Oh, okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just try and lightly wrap my hair. Like I'm not going to do, it's not going to be tight. Like it's just a little something, right? Yeah. Middle of the night, just woke up with all the pressure in my eyes. Oh, like, no. Like full migraine. And so... By the end of Sunday, I finally worked through it and then treated myself to Target. Good for you. You deserved it. <laughs> yeah. So then treated myself to Target with the family, then came back home and now we're here. So that's it. You we're- have the little wrap thing that just goes like this and like this. Yeah. But even that, like, it's just too much pressure for my neck. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it sucks. Nice. So I have to like, put product in my hair in the morning like a little bit of product to refresh it uh-huh. on days I'm not going anywhere I won't put any product so then my hair will look right. kind of crazy yeah and so it just is what it is I'm like you know what it just is what it is so right it's crazy because like a lot of times people cut their hair because they're just like I just don't know what to do with it or whatever but short hair is work oh yeah it's work it's work yeah it's, work. it's a lot of work but that's good. Well, at least you had a good weekend before the headache came on. Yeah. But then with the headache, I got to get a lot of rest. So, you know. Right. What a great excuse to rest. <laughs> I need rest. So. Seriously, though. Okay. Um, so my week, uh, like Nicole said, we um, had a play date with the kids. And that was so much fun. My kids had a lot of fun just doing a lot of water play. And then um, Friday, my husband was like, I'm going to finish work early. Like, let's just go to brunch. I'm Ooh. like, you ain't saying nothing but a word. <laughs> say that, say that. <laughs> so uh, we tried this place called Toast. And um, they have several locations, but they have a newer location out here, not too far from us, like 30 minutes away. And so we went there and it was really good. Um <laughs> The food was really good and um, the staff was nice and everything. I like the decor. And so um, that was really fun. Kendon loves to go to restaurants. So he was all here for it. Um, and then we kind of just like ran some errands, tried to stay out as long as possible just to not, you know, just be home. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, I was at home all day. Like I had a pretty chill day at home. Like I've been busy every weekend. So it's been nice. It was nice to just be home. Uh, And my husband actually took a self-care day. So we, he went out and like did a bunch of stuff for himself and me and the kids were here. We like did puzzles and like play games and like ran around and, you know, just have fun with the kids. I got some, um, 
laundry and like just cleaning up and type stuff and then Sunday I chilled for real because Saturday was like a chill day but not for real because I was like cleaning and playing and all this stuff Sunday was a for real chill day so I had a pretty good weekend cannot complain that's good it's nice when you finally kind of get some rest but then once you get some rest you be like all right now I'm I'm ready ready to go again I'm ready to go (laughs) what we doing this weekend (laughs) let's go that is very very true Okay, so we have a couple of hot topics. Nicole, can you just let us know what's what's hot topics this week? So first and foremost, I need to just go ahead and uh, celebrate the fact that I told y'all. Go ahead, toot that horn, girl, because you definitely called it. Yes. Months ago, months ago, for months, I've been saying on this podcast that Chloe has, Chloe and Tristan, as you guys know, um, last week or whatever, they came out that they have a baby boy on the way by a surrogate. But for months, I have been telling everybody that I know that <laughs> Chloe has a surrogate. And that yeah. is why she is playing this whole thing with Tristan so nicely, so calmly, so whatever. Because- and he blew her plan up, though, because they were doing good in the media. Mm-hmm. Like, they were doing good in the media. And I know she's pissed because he blew up her plan. Like, her plan was to, like, come, come on, just do good. Yep. Let's just do good, behave, so we could ride this way. We got this new house. We got the yep. new show. I need you to be on your best behavior. What does he do? It, this was the thing for me. He knew at the time of egg transfer yeah. that he was in a situation with the uh, Marley girl who mm-hmm. was expecting his third child. Right. He knew. So he voluntarily gave his stuff and and went and had the surrogate pregnant, knowing that he had another girl pregnant that nobody knew about. Whole piece of work. And like you gotta be really sick. You gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta be really off. Cause he's having, it seems as though he's having fun with this because it's like you know you got another baby on the way. I wonder if she knew. And she was just like, you need to keep this under wraps. No, she didn't know. You know why? Because in the Netflix, uh, not on the Netflix, yeah, on the Hulu, Uh on on season one, when Kim calls her, she's devastated. Yeah, she was. She said she didn't know. That's true. I I just be like, I just wonder, like, how do you not... But here's the thing. I feel like with her, especially a lot of stuff that happens, she doesn't want to know. So people could be bringing you things. People could be telling you information and you just going to let it fly over your head because it doesn't fit into your plan. Like you have a plan. This is the way things are going to go. But you're dealing with a man who is unpredictable. Well, he's pretty predictable, honestly, but Like, you don't know when a baby is going to pop up. Like, you don't know when he's going to be seen with somebody. Like, you just don't know. And so you're kind of just running the risk of this stuff happen happening by still dealing with him. You know what? My favorite, not a favorite part, but the part that I thought was just wild is um, they interviewed, they interviewed Marley, the one that had the third baby. Mm-hmm. And um she said you know right now she's she's a single mom Mm -hmm. and she did some she said something to like yeah you know when I was in a relationship with Tristan it was like she said like we were in a relationship I'm like oh I didn't know this part I thought he just like cheated so for those that don't know like in the court records it's stated that basically what he did was Chloe had threw him a birthday party 30, right. I think it was his 30th birthday party. She threw him a party in LA. He got on a plane. I forgot what city, but went to where this girl was at and like slept with her that same night. Yeah, that same night. He slept with her that same night. But she was like, we were in a, a relationship. Um, I think in another interview too, she says like, we were in a relationship over, over months or whatever. Because in the public eye, Chloe told yeah. everybody that they, they were not together. together. I was just about to say, so this one ain't on the girl. It's not on the girl because she didn't, she really could have not known because Chloe was, that's why you in your position with the type of man you have, you cannot like fly under the radar like that. 
And you know what? I would not be surprised if Marley has a second baby by Tristan. Right. And because Chloe's going to have a third baby via surrogate with Tristan. Because now oh. she just says they're just co-parents and she's right. like, is what it is. Like, he's just my baby daddy. Right. And I want all my kids to be related. To- I mean, that's basically what Courtney did because Courtney was done with Scott a long time before. She just kept having kids with him because she wanted all her kids to be by the same man, but she didn't want Scott. And you know what? That was silly of her to do because she's been friends with now the love of her life. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Baker. Yeah, he's she's been friends with him since she was a kid. So right. if she would have broke up with him earlier, then she wouldn't. She would have been able to probably have kids easier with Travis Barker. Right, but he had a whole situation. He had his uh, wife. No, they, the, yeah, they, they were gone a long time ago. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's basically Chloe's gonna, like you said, Chloe's gonna do the same thing because she wants to have. She don't want to be the only sister that got multiple baby daddies yeah like everybody else has their kids by the same guy yeah she's already black sheep so she can't be the one to have multiple baby daddies so she's like regardless of what he does she's gonna have as many kids as she wants by him because she likes to just pretend like things don't happen she gets all upset yep and then she pretends like things don't happen which is ironic because um kim just tweeted today that uh um what did she say she said girls can see the difference between 200 shades of new lipstick but they can't see red flags and honey <laughs> you you didn't have to tweet this you could have sent that directly to your sister <laughs> you could have just sent that <laughs> and read it yourself gonna at her, okay <laughs> right like why would you throw your sister to the wolves like that like it's just you know hey kim I don't know what she's going to do because Pete was interviewed last week with Kevin Hart saying yeah. he kids. Yeah, he said he he definitely said that he wants to have some kids. And I'm like, ooh, child, does she want to have some more kids? I don't know. She quick to give a surrogate. And I don't think she would mind having more kids, though. Yeah, I don't I think she would kids. mind. Yeah, I don't think she would mind. She's and, I, and she sees how her mom did it. So two more with Pete via surrogate and hire two more four more five more six more nannies yeah it don't matter i think i think she's good to go on that i don't really think she um she minds but yeah that's all of our kardashian tea for today you know we always have the updates um because it's just always so entertaining like yeah there's always so much going on in the lives of these people yeah and you know as they get closer to the new season it's just gonna more and more stuff is gonna leak and I know it's a little bit of old tea, but I had to talk about it because I've been telling people for months that Chloe got a whole surrogate. Right. <laughs> and she's been talking about for a long time that she wants to have more kids and she got her babies in the freezer and all this stuff. And so it's like, who's bound to and happen? She, uh, she, there was, it was reported that even her, some of her close friends and family didn't know she had the surrogate because she was just like for her own mental health i'm like yeah, that's because sad. he's trash and everybody would have been like girl and malika trying to follow in her footsteps talking about there's a picture with her and ot i'm like are they back together because she's talking about having another baby with him but yeah. i think sometimes women just want to have their kids by the same father and it just yeah. doesn't matter if they're together or not because if they get with the next dude this is the mentality i hear you know around that if you get with another man, he gonna do the same stuff. So you might as well just ha- keep having your kids by the same guy. At least you know he's gonna be a good dad. I don't know. That's just what they be saying. <laughs> That's just what they be saying. Okay. <laughs> and next step, okay, because we can talk. About I don't this agree, but I mean that's just what they be saying. Anyway, <laughs> um, the next topic that we have to talk about is actually really sad. Really sad. Um, so if you guys um were on social media this week you will have seen um the incident that took place at the sesame street um theme park in philadelphia where a mom recorded a video of her two daughters reaching out to wave or say hello to the character rosita and during the parade and on the video we could see that rosita was like 
she skipped over the girls and she kind of like like shook her hand at them like no like telling them no like she wasn't gonna like talk to them or whatever right and so it caused a big uproar on social media because we're like you could clearly see in the video she like I think she either high-fived or hugged one of the other little white kids then she skipped over the two black girls and then high-fived another kid on the other side of them and also other videos have resurfaced or have surfaced um today I believe yeah. of other parents that were there and experienced the same thing with their black children and so I feel like at first when the when the lady um posted about it people were kind of like oh you know you're you're reaching like you know whatever but now that the other videos have come out of other black families experiencing this same thing at this same park it's the same right. location like it really raises a concern because it's like who's hiring these people like what type of diversity training how are you vetting these people first of all to see that they can you know do their job effectively and not discriminate against children like I saw a um I guess they released a statement the first statement I saw said that um you know they apologize but they tried to make excuses for the person in the costume saying that according to them um one of the children behind them or next to them or something the parent was asking for them to hold the child and so they were they told them no which I did see them tell no but then they looked at the two little black girls and said no as well right so I think they tried to use Cause in the video, you can see them hug a child and then you see them go like this with their finger. Then you see them look at the two black girls and go like this with both hands. Right. So they were trying to justify what they did by saying they said no to holding a kid because that's against policy, but they're just trying to cover up. They're just trying to cover up because one of the videos came out today was a whole year old. Yeah. It was an old video. Yeah. So what are you going to say about that? And if that's the same person, then, you know, we really have a problem. And I think it was other characters too. So I don't know if it was just, I don't know. And now Sesame Street is, you know, they're trying to clean it up because they're like, but they're also separating themselves because they're like, this is the Philadelphia location. And yes, they are partners of, you know, this whatever, but they're still they still in that letter put a separation between the company and that location. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're like, our standard is, you know, non-biased, da, 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 So we will be doing an investigation and like whatever, whatever. But we know that, that those investigations don't go very far. And uh, unless these families take action and really like hold their feet to the fire and continue to collect the evidence, then nothing is going to be done, sadly. But um, it's just really sick and saddening that your kids can't even experience the joy of seeing some of their favorite characters in person. Like their experience was completely ruined. Yeah. And they're never going to forget that. And that mom had to go home and explain to her children the ignorance of people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just really sad. And Sesame Street has a great reputation right. for, for, for um, uplifting diversity and for promoting diversity. So it's really sad that the brand is tarnished. It's really sad, like, the disconnect from the brand to that look to that location um i think what they should have done is took the situation just a lot like they should have took it more serious yeah straight out the gate i think if yeah. they would have took it more serious straight out the gate mm-hmm. i think the excuses at the beginning is what really messed them up because mm-hmm. i i just think um when you're that big, obviously there's going to be disconnect. There's going to be things that happen, Mm -hmm. but as sad as it is, their positioning on how they took it Mm -hmm. was just like, wait, 
how how are you guys known as a such like diverse and inclusive brand but you're here making excuses and you don't you haven't even investigated yet yeah and you're just taking the word of this employee instead of saying we're gonna put them on you know a a paid leave or whatever while we're gonna while we investigate this we're gonna take them off of the team because the truth of the matter is what we're all worried about is those two little girls but all the other children that are going to come and experience right. the same hate because what happens when you excuse this type of behavior it continues to go on if that this person feels like they're protected by the company and they're going to take yeah. their word over the word of the people they're going to continue this behavior because they got to yeah. with it and it's just really sad because um you know, kids look forward to this type of stuff. I heard that it was actually a nice park. They just built one out here closer to us. And I was looking forward to taking my kids there, but it's like, I know it's a different location, but it's like, what are you going to do as a company to make me feel comfortable and safe to bring my children here? Yeah. Cause I wanted to go to the water park, the Sesame street water park out here. Cause I was like, okay, it's geared towards smaller children. So it'd be right. something where like Araya will be able to enjoy it as well. Right. And now I'm like, I'm not going in there. No, no, because I don't feel safe, and and you need to, and they need to do something about this. Like you said, if they they could have handled it better by taking immediate action, stating we are conducting a full investigation. This employee will not be, you know, in the field until this investigation is completed. Yeah. Because that's that to me shows me that you're taking it seriously right use and you just throw out there you're going to give more training that does not help the fact that other children are going to have to experience the same thing and you know i'm saying like if they go to work tomorrow you think they're going to be changed and they've got new training no they don't care no that's weird and i don't know what makes you want to train somebody that's already showed that they're racist towards children like Right. How are you gonna be? How are you gonna be racist or shield? Like, well, I understand why people are, but still, mm. it's like your job is at Sesame Street with a bunch of kids. Right. And gonna, like, you don't need to be there at all. And it just goes to show, like the other people have been saying, this is nothing new because they just did it so easily, knowing that all these people are recording. Clearly, we live in 2022. Everything is recorded. Right. See everybody's phones out and you still did what you did because you know there's not going to be any repercussions for it because you've done it time and time and time again. And that's what you do. So I don't know. It's just really sad. It's really sad. Um, We can expect them to have a fireworks show for Juneteenth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) T-shirts. T-shirts for Juneteenth. Yeah, we can ex- expect them to have a Black History uh, Month episode for every day of Black History Month. And we can expect a new Black, um, um, what's it called? Uh, Muppet. Puppet. Because that's what they think we want. We, yeah. want, you to, we want you to change. Yeah, we want <laughs> we you want, to change. We want you to open your eyes and realize yeah. that we're people. I saw something... And- uh, interesting with Lizzo today and uh-huh. she was talking about how she did a record and um, the community thought um, she said the word spaz and there was a portion of yeah. the community that felt that that was very um, what's it called uh, derogatory yeah derogatory towards towards them mm-hmm. and she was like you know what once they told me that I apologize that it made them feel that way I my song was already mastered I went back in the studio the next day I changed it we reclipped it I mastered it I did all the changes and Mm -hmm. she said I did it because that's how I want people to change for when we have our own issues in our community when you do something that hurts us or makes us feel like you know disrespected or this and that that's how we want you to handle it we want you to change it and so she was like I was like you know what I'm gonna be ahead of this and and there's a problem I'm gonna change it because I'm gonna show people how it needs to be done yeah and I was like dang that's so true because she could have just been like 
that wasn't even we say we say that as slang all the time for like tripping out or like going crazy or whatever nobody knows that right. there's another definition she used it in the right form of the actual word but yeah. like all words can be used in yeah. you know differently she didn't use it in the context she didn't use it in even the the context of the derogatory term at all right so um but you know you live and you learn and I think that was a great example like her intention was you know a great example of what we want people to do like we don't want you to give us a a card and and I'm sorry and and do a parade we want you to change and we want you to use your voice to correct people when they're wrong that are in your environment in your community like we want you to to just be another voice that people will listen to. We don't want you to just throw in a t-shirt and put your fist up. That does not do anything for us. Nothing, not a thing, <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and jump into our topic for today. Uh, we know we've been doing a lot of relationship talk and like different types of things. Today, we are going to be um, zeroing it back into motherhood And we wanted to just talk about this topic because um, it can be something difficult for mothers, um, especially new mothers. And today we're going to be talking about how to overcome perfectionism in motherhood. Um, I know for myself, like when I first became a mom, I had a whole vision of how my motherhood journey would be, like the things I would do. Um, how I would go about my, um, even my prenatal care, um, breastfeeding, like I had a whole laid out plan for both my kids. Right. And when some of those things don't happen the way that you expected for them to happen, especially when you went into extensive planning and, you know, you've done your best on your end to, you know, have these come to fruition and then they don't, (laughs) it can one, it can be devastating. It could be hard to get back on track. Like there's so many things that come into play, but um, today we're going to be talking about some ways that we can help lift that burden off of ourselves as mothers and to have a more enjoyable experience as a mother. Because when you are a perfectionist, like, there's a lot that goes into that mentally. And um, so, yeah, we just kind of want to break that down today. Yes, yes, for sure. I know when it comes to something I had to get over was like, sometimes you don't realize that you're being a a perfectionist. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like sometimes you don't realize that some things are just getting under your skin to a level that's not healthy. And for me... I just had to come to the to, to the realization that some things are just out of my control. Like I can only control so much. Mm-hmm. And for me, like this weekend, I was cleaning the house. And as I'm cleaning the house, <laughs> I leave one room and go to the other room. And then the kids are in the room that I was just cleaning. And just like, just everything is just everything is completely apart like it's just everything is a mess like oh, like yeah. I was just in here like I don't know about you but I feel like on vacation I feel like I'm vacuuming twice a day oh yeah and it's like I really want my house to be like perfectly clean and yeah. I've just gotten to the realization like it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. and it's just is what it is it's not going to be as perfect as I would like to be especially in summer because they're yes. home on, right right in the fall I will get my kitchen and living room and my room will be able to be clean for a, mm-hmm. a decent amount of clean where I can have my head but I've gotten now to the point where I'm like you know what what are some areas that I can control and so now I've decided that my car is the place I can control now yeah. <laughs> the back seat you know, you got to keep your eye on that every time they get in the car, no matter what. Shoes, toys, the whole deal. But right now it's like, you know what? I can control how clean my car is. And instead of trying to make my house perfect and my car perfect or whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on my car. We're getting it all the way cleaned out. We're getting it detailed. We're getting it 
like, you know, when you pull up and it's just bomb, you know? Right, right. Because I can control that better. They're not in my car every day. Right. You know, and even during school time, they're in the car, but then they get out. But you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. it's just easier to control that. And that can be my little bit of happiness of cleanliness. Right. <laughs> no, that's a really good tip. Like, that's a good tip. Like, focus on the things that you can control instead of the things that you can't. And cleaning is a huge one in motherhood. Yeah. Like, because you have these expectations of how you want your house to look especially like if you get like a new space and you're like oh I you know I decorated it this way and like you have an understanding that you have kids but at the same time that perfectionism in you is like okay but I can train my kids (laughs) to play in this area but you don't have control over that that's one thing that you don't have control over is like your kids just keeping stuff completely speak and span because they're kids. They need to explore, they need to play. So I think that was a good tip, just like picking an area. Another thing that I feel like is a good um, tip as far as that is to create a routine for yourself. Because the, myself, that's something that I can control. Um, having a routine for myself in the morning. I think I talked about this before. When I first started having kids, I was so tired that I would not, I wouldn't get up before my kids. I would get up when my kids got up because I was already up throughout the night feeding kids and, you know, all this stuff. So um, I never had no time for myself because if I got up when the kids got up, you're automatically starting to take care of them because you're up at the same time. Right. So um, as I learned, you know, instead of trying to control that time in the morning and like get everybody on a routine, it's like, I can at least have myself on a routine and I can get up. I can have time for my skincare, shower, actually put on clothes so I can feel good about myself. Yeah. And that's a routine that I have control over because I can control what time I wake up in the morning and I can have the willpower to actually do the things that I said I'm going to do that morning for myself. Now, when my kids wake up, of course, you want to always, everybody wants to have their kids on a routine. A lot of kids are on very strict routines, but there are days where they veer off from those routines, right? Right, right. And some, some kids, they're just not routine kids and they don't want it. A lot of kids like structure, but you're always going to have those days where it's like, I don't want to eat that this morning or I don't want to, you know, whatever. And it's like, you prepared this whole breakfast because like you do every morning and then your kid decides they don't want to eat it. You can't let that ruin your whole day because you're focused on the fact that I have this perfect routine and every day we do this. And my schedule says that we're eating blueberry pancakes today. And I got up early to make these blueberry pancakes. And this little kid doesn't want to eat the pancakes and they threw them on the floor. And you're like freaking out because it's veered off from your plan and you had a perfect plan. Like you got up, you did what you had to do. You prepped everything. You had everything laid out and your kid just swipes the whole plate on the floor. Now you have two choices. You can either lose control or you can say everything does not have to be perfect. I did what I was supposed to do. It didn't work out that way. But guess what? I still had my time this morning. The kid is still going to eat. They might not eat them pancakes, but they're still going to eat. And everybody's going to get to school on time, you know, or maybe they don't get to school on time, but it's just releasing the whole day. Like I'm not trying to have control of every little thing, just control what you can. And most of the time that's you. You know, I really like how you said, um, like in the morning how you get up before the kids I haven't been able to get to that level (laughs) sometimes I just kind of wake up before them Mm -hmm. and just kind of have a quiet moment to myself in the bed Mm -hmm. because I feel like the second they hear especially my daughter like this my middle child the Mm -hmm. second she hears that I'm up that little creak on the floor she's like good morning I like oh my goodness (laughs) yes that's so true that is so true it's like I tried to do the I really tried but I think once I don't know but uh 
I, I would love to do that. But even that one, like you say, even that one little piece in the morning just to be quiet is yeah. like it's a that's my that's mine. Like, you know, like you, you take when you and then you take ownership of it and you're like, okay, this is my time. This is my time. And, and you know, you get it, whether it's five, ten minutes or you know, whatever. Something but, that sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just I didn't want to forget it. Something mm-hmm. that I saw that this mom did is she put a clock in their room mm-hmm. and it says what time they can come out of the room. So she's like, when it hits, you know, 7 a.m. right here, then you can get out of your bed. But if it's not seven yet, you can't leave your bed. <laughs> yeah, my friend has that. Well, I don't know if she still uses it, but when her son was smaller, she had a, um, cause he would wake up at like 5.30 in the morning. And um, she gave him, it was a light. It had a red light and a green light. So the red light means you cannot get up. And so it had a timer on it. And so I think at like 7.30, it was switched to green. And then once it switched to green, he knows he can get out of the bed. That's smart. So same concept, but if your kids can't tell time, that's a good, um, that's a good tool to use. I'm sure it's on Amazon or something, but. Um, I need to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Because then your kids know, like, if it's on red, you may not get up yeah stay right there unless you gotta go to well no they have a bathroom in their room so yeah yeah Um, bathroom but you cannot come into my room (laughs) something that's helped me a lot especially since having three kids Mm -hmm. is like establishing realistic expectations for myself Mm -hmm. because um just with two kids that are able to, you know, use the bathroom on their own, Mm -hmm. go play, you know, play on the phone, do this and that. They were just really on their own. Like they could really just do their thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, With Araya, the youngest, it's like, she needs that. I have to, I really have to watch her 24 hours because she can, you know, she's trying to climb everything, get on everything. Mm -hmm. She really has to be held like, and it's just with that, my expectations of what I have to do in the day, it's like, mm-hmm. I have to really be realistic about, about it because I don't know about you, but sometimes when the perfectionism hits you and you have this long list, it's like, I got to get this, like, I need to get this whole list done, right. you know? And sometimes just looking at that whole list, look at how much time you have to get it. And then her schedule of eating, changing the diaper. Yeah in a nap her only want to sleep in my arms like it's like it's unrealistic it's just unrealistic and I had I got to the point where I was just like you know what as long as I get the biggest things done or sometimes I'll be like you know what I got two three big things that needed to get done but they literally can wait till the end of the day when she goes to bed Mm-hmm. and I will do it and sometimes it backfires because she'll just be up to like 10 o'clock I'm like girl go to bed right <laughs> and then it backfires it's like by 10 o'clock I'm like I gotta go to bed like I, I don't yeah. even have the brain capacity to do whatever I was supposed to do right. you know but then at the same time just giving myself compassion for it like you know what let's get it done tomorrow you know yeah that's really good though like because you kind of set yourself up for failure when you create this long laundry list of things to do, knowing that you have three kids to take care of. Right. So that's three kids that have to be fed three, four, five, six times a day. Okay. That's cleaning up in between. That's changing diapers, putting down for a nap. Like there's all these things that you have to do as a mom, but then there's all these other things that you have to do for your business or your job or whatever. So just making sure that, like you said, putting things at priority and creating that list of like, okay, but what really needs to get done today? Not if I want to be super mom and get like 12 things done, that's unrealistic. Like put four or five things that you know you can accomplish so you're not setting yourself up for failure and then you're not disappointing yourself. Like that's another thing that you said, like you got to have compassion for yourself. Like going through these times like this is a season of your life where you have to take care of other people 
Right. And so you don't have the same freedoms that you did before. And right. so you can't put that same expectation on yourself to be able to just like knock things off and like get things done, like nothing, because you got three little curveballs. <laughs> exactly. And I think you made a good point that it's a season. Yeah. It's a season. It's not going to always be like this. And there's several seasons within motherhood, like that first season where you're, you're on your first baby and you're learning how to be a mom. You're learning how to feed them, how to take care of them, how to balance your mental state, how to be a wife, how to take care of a new household with an additional person. Like, you know, there's so many things that you're learning along the way when you're becoming a mother. So that's the season of your life. Then your baby gets a little bit older and you start to get things under control. Then you got another baby. That's a whole nother season of your life because you got two kids. Then you're entering toddler. Then you like, you just- Kendra, you're stressing me out. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sorry, but what I'm saying is I say all that to say, sorry. It can be a lot. Like just even listening it. It's, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So think about how much that is. Yeah. And think about how little grace you give yourself. You yeah. still expect yourself to perform like the 25 year old with no kids and no husband. That part. Like that's an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation that you put on yourself because you feel like you have to have this perfect life and this perfect motherhood. And you had your Pinterest board and you've read all these books and you watch these people, you follow these people on Instagram who are telling you, if you just do this, then your life will be this way. No, because nope. now you have four or five other people on top of your own expectations. Yeah. And it's just a recipe for disaster. Like you have to give yourself grace. You have to give be compassionate with yourself. Like you have to just break things down and take it step by step. Because trying to be perfect in all those areas, you're not going to get anything done. Nope. You're going to be frustrated, overwhelmed. Then depression tries to seep in. So we have to use the tools that we can to navigate our lives in a way that's going to be healthy for us. And perfectionism is not healthy. Like people throw around that word like it's a good thing. I'm sorry. I'm just a perfectionist. I'm sorry. I'm just a perfectionist. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Like, because nothing, no one, nothing on this earth, nobody on this earth is perfect. No. And you can strive to be perfect, but you got to be okay when things are not. You know, something that's helped me a lot is, um, I break down my larger, larger task into mm-hmm. more manageable steps. Like mm-hmm. I take something that I realize, realize is, a, is a big, like I realize something is a big task, and, but I don't try and do the whole task at one time, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just take step by step by step. Okay, book, I got like, I have this event going on. Okay, this week I'm gonna book this. You know, at the end of the week, I'm going to book this. Uh, Then I'm going to, the next week after that, I'll book this. Like, I just break it down into these little steps because I don't know about you, but when you get, sometimes just getting something done Mm -hmm. just increases your confidence, you know, like, oh, well, I got that part of that step done. Now, tomorrow, the the day after that, I'll work on that step, the next step. Mm -hmm. And it just like builds up that confidence so then when you complete the whole task you're like cool I did it instead of trying to eat a whole sandwich at one time you know it was like instead of trying to get the whole thing done in Mm -hmm. one day you know yeah something I that I read um was talking about that in talking about perfectionism they said understanding that things don't have to be perfect to have value so you know, that's, that's a key element because like you said, as long as the job is getting done, like in reference back to the breakfast, like, is it your perfect, your perfect breakfast would be that the kid ate the blueberry pancakes, but the goal is for the kid to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the goal is not for them to just eat these blueberry pancakes because you went out your way. The goal is for the kids to eat so they get nourishment. And so 
you know, like it all goes back to grace, like imperfectionism, perfectionism, you don't give yourself grace. You don't give yourself grace. You don't give anybody around you grace. It's like, it has to be this way or nothing. And that's not healthy. And so just understanding that you can do something else one way and it may not be the perfect way or what you envision but it still has value like if you can still get things done you know if things are in working order and people in your family is happy then you, you've done your job it still has value so it's important to know that you know perfect is not the only way yeah and you know what something I've been really, really pushing myself to do, like cleaning my house cleaning is a big thing for me. Okay. Yeah. I've been really trying to delegate things to certain people. So like my son taking the trash out, my daughter vacuuming. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's also a good step too, is try to delegate other things to other people. And like my husband has stepped in to help to wash dishes and um then everybody does it and then I do it again for everybody <laughs> right that's what I was going to say but how do you allow as a perfectionist how do you allow someone else to do the job when you don't think that they can do it the way that it needs to get done yeah that's true because we're, we're giving these tips to the best of our ability but just thinking about it as a listener like it sounds easier easier said than done right 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 so it's like, how do you release that control? How do you allow someone to help you? Like, how do you allow your husband to step in and do something when in the back of your mind, you feel like he's going to do it completely wrong? <laughs> okay. Well, I just delegate to the things that I know he's going to do right. <laughs> right, right. That goes back to like, you know, being realistic and not setting yourself up for failure. But just for yeah. the people that are listening that may be like, well, dang, how do I allow such and such to do this when it's going to bother me even more if they do it wrong? So that goes to my next point, which is we have to figure out our un- underlining issues that we have that we have not dealt with. Yeah. Like we have to figure out because the, the, the need to be perfect comes from somewhere, whether whether it's your upbringing, where you had to be a model student, you had to, your, your parents had this high expectations of you and you've carried that over into adulthood and you never released yourself from being perfect. Um, or maybe you felt like you weren't good enough when you were younger. And so now you're, now that you have quote unquote control of your life, that everything has to be a certain way. Like there's always a reason why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And the older we get and the more like, especially, I feel like, especially when you have children, a lot of those things surface because now you're taking care of another human being and you have all these things in your mind of, you know, I got to do it better than them, or I have to do better than what I had, or I had, you know, you know, there's all this pressure that we put on ourselves to do things perfectly. So a tip, if you're dealing with this is you may want to seek therapy for that so that you can figure out what are those underlying issues? Because I know all moms like, or most moms have a certain level of how they want things to be done. And we all have a certain level of control, but then there's those people who take it up three notches. Okay. Who are like, no, it has to be this way. (laughs) Like their kids are or military, like just so they're so strict on everything. And you come to their house, there's literally not one thing out of place, nowhere in the house. Like it looks like a model home, like nobody lives in there. And it's like, okay, so what's really, cause I understand having some level of control. Cause I do have an area in my house where I'm like, I need this to, to look this way. And I know where it comes from. It comes from when we had our first house we only had one like living room area, like no family, no other extra family room or anything. So when I had my son, this, my first son, this was our first home that we purchased. And I was so excited to decorate and all these things. And then when we had him, it turned into a daycare because (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, you got the swing. Hold that care. Yeah, you got the swing, the bassinet, the all his toys. You got people buying him cars for Christmas. That's just chilling in the living room. You got y'all know all of our houses yeah. turn into a daycare when you have your kids, right? Yep, yep. And so when we purchased our second home. I was like, I need to have a second space. Like I need to have some type of loft or an area for a playroom where the family could just relax and like, it doesn't matter how it looks, you know, whatever. And so we have that space in our new home. And so there's an area of my home that is always clean. My kitchen and the, um, what do they call it? Um, not multi-purpose room, but I don't know, the, the living room. Okay. Um, downstairs. I just like to have that area clean. Like if nothing else in the house is clean, the kitchen in that area is going to be clean because yeah. that's, that's a space that I can go to when I need a little bit of peace or whatever. So it's important for me to have it that way, but I've released the rest of my house. Now <laughs> my house is clean because I'm just a clean person. I clean all day long. So it is clean. So if somebody else walking here, they're going to be like, girl, ain't nothing out of place. But to me, I can see, you know, toys here, toys there, whatever, but it ain't never, no, let me not get the line. It ain't never dirty, but you know, I'll have, I release to having to have the toys put away at all times. Like, no, have fun, like have at it. So I think it's just healthy to figure out where those areas come from, because once you can acknowledge it, then you can learn how to navigate through that and, you know, free yourself a little bit. Yeah. And to your point, being able to free yourself from it first, I think it's good to figure out, you know, what are some of the tendencies and triggers that make you upset or things that make, what are some of the things that are causing you to feel like you need to be perfect, a perfect mom or perfect do the reasons why you need your house to be perfect like what is the reasoning behind that because like you said the underlying issues but you know what is really the root of that because um I feel like there was a time in my life where you just get on social media Mm -hmm. and you just see everything's just so perfect you know Mm -hmm. and it's like you know there was the one mom you showed me where she was like I film in this one corner, mm-hmm. but the rest of this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's helpful. That's helpful for people to see. Yeah. <laughs> that is helpful. But sometimes I just feel like social media can be kind of triggering because mm-hmm. there's so many people pretending to be perfect that it can be kind of triggering because it's like you're sitting there looking at somebody else's quote-unquote perfect life Mm -hmm. and then you look around you and your house is like toys everywhere like wipes and it's just like (laughs) what am I doing with my life how come my um, living room is not perfect right now and then it's like you stand up and you're like did I just step on a banana field did somebody not it's like what is going on what is happening <laughs> so but you, do, you have to think about the flip side of that like we don't know them we don't know maybe if these things do not look like this they will go completely berserk right right you know I mean? and you they may look at you and be like I wish that I could let go I wish that I could be okay with a juice cup sitting on the counter all day. Like I wish that I could do that because then my mind would be more free. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. It's always like, it's always a flip side to, to, to things. And like, and that's why we talk about, you know, figuring out why, like, why do I think that way? Why do I feel like I have to have it this way like sometimes you just like you know I think I think where it becomes a problem is if it's not you will have a panic attack or you shut down or you can't go on with your day like that's when it's an issue like for me yeah for things to be clean but if they're not clean I'm, I'm okay I'll right. clean up when I get a chance like you know I'm okay but there's some people where it's like they will freak out yeah exactly. like that show wife swap yeah where they swap with, with 
two moms that are completely different Absolutely. and then one will just be like freaking out the whole time then the other one will like teach a family how to how to relax <laughs> yeah and it's like their house was a mess but they were so happy yeah. all these kids were happy and loved and you know they still had their issues but their issues were different right yeah, that is so true. And you always seen it like that too, where it's like the family that had the smaller house or, you know, it wasn't as glamorous. They always had, the love was always there and the um, the family, they ate dinner together. And then like yeah. the other family that had a big old house with maids and stuff, like the mom never cooked or the dad never cooked and they always ate out or everybody yeah. would get their food and go to their room and stuff That's like so that. True. That's so true. Yeah. But at the end of the day, give yourself some grace, give yourself some compassion mm-hmm. and get some, if, you need therapy, if you need, if you need therapy, get it. Yeah. Better yeah. help. This is not sponsored, but. <laughs> right. Heck no, don't say, don't say nothing about that uh, thing until they give us some money. I was like, <laughs> if you like the sponsors. <laughs> I know. We go, you know what? After this episode, we're going to send it to them, okay? Right, right. But it's it's so true. Like, we have to focus on what matters, especially, like, in the times that we're living in right now, we can't afford to put this extra pressure on ourselves. Like, there's so much that we have to deal with just living in America. And then you're putting that extra pressure on yourself to be perfect, not only like in your job or your career, but as a mother and a parent in your home. And like, then you expect the perfection. Then you project all that on your children. Exactly. Because if they grow up thinking that they can never make a mistake, they start hiding things from you. You know, they don't feel comfortable in their home. They'll probably reach out to someone else if they need help because they don't want to disappoint you you know so it's just really important we have the responsibility as parents to do the work on ourselves so that we can be better for our kids and that we don't pass down um toxic behaviors or um you know things that have control of us in a negative way like we don't want to pass those things down onto our kids like because it's just not healthy like people praise being perfectionist people praise being type a and that stuff is not healthy yeah you know what you ever look at how chloe uh people chloe for her for her um for her ocd yeah i'm like are we not going to talk about how like that she probably needs some help for that like yeah you know yeah like, like the fact that her sisters were fighting and then they scuffed up the wall and while they're trying to calm everything down she's already cleaning her wall <laughs> i forgot about that i forgot about that and, and you know what's crazy i i'm not ocd but i i am particular about certain things and i felt her in that moment because i would have probably went and tried to clean the wall too because i'm like you don't want that to settle in but but that's that's not always healthy yeah like to have to to have to to be that particular to where you can't function you can't even like be in the moment to help someone because your wall is dirty like I don't know it's it's a lot it's a lot that goes into um to just doing self-work and making sure that we could be the best versions of ourselves none of us are perfect and we just have to realize that like we weren't made to be perfect God didn't make us to be perfect he's the only one that's perfect because if we were perfect we wouldn't need him exactly so um you know we just got to give ourselves grace especially as mothers because in order to be the, the best version of yourself as a mother you have to be able to free yourself from a lot of things and be able to live in the moment and be able to enjoy life because when you're trying to be perfect there's no way you can enjoy life there's no way there's there's no way nothing is ever good enough yeah that's the problem nothing is ever good enough and that's the problem and then when nothing is ever good enough that's when you start to get sad yeah and then you're sad you can't really be the best you know parent that you can be yeah yeah if you're constantly looking around like because the truth of the matter is things could always be better but things could be worse oop worse for real for real that's, that's you're the always, yeah if you're always looking around like 
dang, I wish my house was bigger, or if I had this, or if I, you know, if my kids would do this, or I need to lose weight, I need to, you know, there's always stuff that we need to do, and we're ever growing, or ever changing, but we just got to take it one step at a time, give ourselves a little bit of grace so that we can be better people, because it's a lot of angry people walking around, and that's why we see these behaviors that are coming across our phones and our TV screens and people just lashing out and like doing crazy stuff. And like, we just got to get better hold of our mental. Yeah. yeah. And like we said, you can only control what you can control. So mm-hmm. focus mm-hmm. on yourself and let your cup overflow. And that's it. Period. Because <laughs> you, you don't want to put that on your kids, man. No, it's not good. It's not healthy. Kids already got enough pressure. And I know we don't like to acknowledge that, but they do. Yeah. And so um, we hope that this helped you guys. Um, I know I got some help just even talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little bit of a venting over here. (laughs) Right, right. So we hope this episode helped you guys and that you can, um, after listening to this, just think about it, write down some areas in your life to where you feel like you can make a little bit of change to just live a healthier life uh, for yourself and for your children, for your family. And if there's any underlying issues that you have not dealt with, go on and deal with them, go on and seek out some therapy. If you guys need recommendations, we can try to help you the best way we can. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at somebody's mama pod. You can leave us comments and DM us there. Um, And also follow us or subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a five-star rating review and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.